live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. How is everybody doing? This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host this and every episode. I hope everybody is getting ready for an exciting return of live music later this year. Looks like we're getting out of the weeds with this corona thing. Um, just stay safe until we finish the cro- until we cross the finish line, guys. And uh, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, Cy Winstanley is a New Zealand-born, Nashville-based songwriter, guitarist, and singer, extremely respected. His band, Tattletale Saints, has released three albums, most recently in 2020, Dancing Under the Dogwoods. And, uh, I mean, their most popular release, How How Red Is the Blood, won the New Zealand Music Award for Folk Album of the Year in 2014. He is also, Cy is releasing a solo EP called The Dumplings, which is absolutely fantastic, and of which he performs a song at the end of this episode, so make sure you check that out. But he is one of those underrated gems that... You know, we're so lucky to have him in America. Just so blessed. Thank you, New Zealand, for exporting such an amazing human and amazing talent. We are honored to have him here stateside. Uh, Sai is just so talented. He also has released uh, a kid song, Marley, sitting on a pumpkin seed under the name Simon Stanley, which also was an award-winning song for Best Children's Song. And very importantly, Sai works as a studio and live guitarist and has played for a variety of artists including Brandy Clark, Aubrey Sellers, Andrew Combs, Rachel Bayman, Peter Bradley Adams, and so many more guys. If you want to find out more about Cy, check out CyWinstanley.com. An amazing dude, amazing musician, someone you should know as a music connoisseurs that you guys are, J-Rod Concerts Nation. So without further ado, we welcome you to our interview with Cy Winstanley. Huh. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> How's it going? Good, Sai. How are you? Good. Yeah, very good. Feeling a bit <laughs> a bit lazy today. I had a, uh, a lovely uh, girlfriend hang yesterday. Um, we went out and went to this river and just kind of swanned around. So it's hard getting back into normal life, but nah, feeling good. I love it, Sai. You know, it, it's, it's so great. First of all, I mean, we're so, so sorry that we took you so long to have you on the show because what an amazing artist you are, Sai, Win Stanley. And uh, Nashville, not only Nashville is lucky to have you, but I think America is lucky to have you here in our shores. So it's really happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I've been here for seven years so from New Zealand. And um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's been a, it's been a real challenge. Been an adventure, huh? an adventure but it's it's started to kind of i mean it, it, it definitely took a few years for it to come right but now it's uh now it's pretty much smooth sailing i mean it's I not it. it's never smooth sailing being a musician but it's smoother sailing i love it you're having fun with nature i mean like a month ago we had this crazy snow here in nashville and everyone was posting videos of them playing in the snow but no one had more fun Cy win stanley in the snow than you sir it is my ultimate, yeah, the snow is just, we were always a winter family, my family. I grew up in a ski town and um, 
we whenever we vacation we'd always go to the snow and it's so seldom snows here and i haven't really lived anywhere before where it gets like a super snowy winter so when it was we got i don't know how much it was like six inches no ten i don't know it was like mm-hmm. a chunk of a ch- good chunk of snow right and oh and i've been a long distance runner for a long time and running in the snow is just it's just the best thing in the world it's the best like therapeutic yeah it's so good i love it i love it's it so and of course you know and, yeah it's amazing yeah and you know you have a new ep coming out soon the dumplings ep which was great had a chance to preview it uh really good stuff and of course you've had an amazing career with tattletale saints with uh benetza mcgowan uh, won some uh, great awards uh very known in in kiwi down under in new zealand so yeah i mean just welcome to the show just introducing you to our audience but yeah thank you let's start with this i um you know i met you playing at the station inn with adam chaffins uh, already like three months ago wow and the uh, the owner of the station inn just just passed uh, like a few days uh, before we recorded this uh, we're recording this mm-hmm. so jt gray so just let's start with that like do you have any any memories or do you have anything that uh, did you meet jt gray any anything at all regarding uh, you know him the owner of the well, station inn? i actually never met jt gray but i did used to work as a um a writer for the nashville scene and i used to write what's called the critics picks and nashville scene is the nashville uh arts and culture magazine one of the arts and culture magazines and i and i had a piece in that uh part of the critics pick section and my kind of beat was always the bluegrass and uh, americana acoustic realm so i i covered the um the station in a lot and i um had some emails back and forth with JT, but never actually met the man. Mm. But I really understand how important the the station in the station in is this tiny little well, not so tiny, but it's a it's a pretty old kind of stone building amongst these mega um, steel like super fancy buildings in the gulch, and it's it's like. Um, it's just this little holdout building that's been there for so long playing like legit kind of bluegrass and acoustic music so it's a real a real institution of nashville and when i came to nashville for the very first time well before i moved here about nine years ago we uh, we went to the station in numerous times and um yeah it's a crucial place for the nashville music scene so so hopefully i don't know what the plans are you know there's, there's been a lot of talk before about how long is the station in gonna last because it's just surrounded by these massive buildings. <laughs> yeah Prime real estate so hopefully that hopefully it it sticks around um and jt's legacy is continued but absolutely yeah we'll see what happens I well yeah but it's true you wonder how much money they've been offered throughout the years oh it must just be ridiculous right Absolutely, Sai. Yeah. And okay, so so obviously you're from New Zealand, and uh, you know you played jazz in high school, right? Like like you've always been a musician through and through. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I started playing guitar when I was uh, 14, 13 or something, and um, I played all through high school. Well, I actually stopped for a while because I I went. I've had a very obsessive personality, and um, <laughs> I went very very hard on guitar, too hard, and I I actually gave myself carpal tunnel syndrome in my hands. Wow. So I had to stop playing guitar. I couldn't pick up a pen. All of my exams in school were with a, a scribe who I had to dictate my... Um, no way. My so I had a, a big spell in the middle where I couldn't play guitar. Um, and that and, and then I discovered the magic of running and of just of, of, of physical fitness and how that affected my hands. And that was the, the biggest thing that, that changed my ability to play. So, so I've always kept that up and... Uh, yeah, I've just been playing um, 
I mean, I guess I started out in jazz and then I was in this kind of rock band. I lived in London, England for yeah. seven years. And then I and then I went to this bluegrass jam in London and that kind of got me onto bluegrass and um so, so right there, like that, that little quirk. So of course, yeah, you moved to London, you know, because you're looking to broaden your horizons, right? I, I don't know how many people are living in New Zealand, maybe four or five million, right? Yeah, about five so, million. About five million. So, you know, you know, you're this great musician, you go to London, expand your horizons, and you're playing one day at an Irish pub, if legend of Cywin Stanley serves right. You know, you're playing at an Irish pub, you know, doing your thing, and a gentleman who works works stateside at Borders bookstore approaches you impressed by your skill and talent and why don't you finish the story what happens there si? yeah that's uh, that's exactly right um nice nice research there um he he gave us we were playing we were playing kind of it was an irish pub we were playing like folky tunes and um you know a couple of like country approximate tunes but he gave us a couple of cds one of uh tony rice and ricky skaggs tony nice. rice like the the fun love ricky Brother Ricky. Brother Ricky. And um, and then another one of Olden and the Way. And Olden and the Way, for those that don't know, are um, a bunch of uh, kind of hippie uh, bluegrass dudes from the 70s. Um, Joe Garcia being one of them, David Grisman and, and a bunch of other guys. And um, so we got these two records and they just opened our eyes to, to the genre, really. And uh, my friend played fiddle and mandolin, um, but again, more in the Irish style. So we learned a couple of these songs. We learned, there's more pretty girls than one, more yep. pretty girls, and, and some of those tunes. And yeah, it's just such awesome music. It's so, um, it's just so kind of real in its structure and the interaction of the the instruments is so um it's not overly flashy or i mean it can get very technical but it's um it's not as quite as heady as as jazz and things so it's a little yeah. more every person's music i don't know was was it hard um side to to like okay so once you saw that light over there the bluegrass and you were exposed to that was it almost like well i have to go to america i have to go to the south kind of thing because you know london obviously great scene great rock scene liverpool that whole stuff but i don't know the bluegrass part i think that's pretty american right yeah bluegrass is definitely american there is a quite a big old-time scene in um which is like the kind of mountain music equivalent or it's where where bluegrass kind of came from really it's okay the- Roll time music or Appalachian folk music, I guess. Um, there is a scene in London and in Europe, and and Europeans are are, are famously known for being really into Americana music. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, America just seemed like a logical choice. Well, you know, we didn't even really consider it for a while because because moving to America is it's a very difficult thing for visas and all that kind of stuff and to, to be working. So we didn't really consider it. And then we um, had a connection to this guy, Tim O'Brien, who's a yeah, but famous producer, famous producer, famous mandolin player. Yeah. Super slinky, really cool, groovy dude. And uh, we had a connection to him. So we sent some demos to him and um, he said, well, why don't you come on down, come on Nashville and record your uh, record over here. So yeah, we so we came over and that kind of and that I don't know. I mean, we knew about bluegrass and about these musics beforehand, but um, that, that that like really stamped it and and made us think, oh, maybe we should move yeah. to a new place with all these musicians and this like thriving scene and it's, it's crazy cheap to live and it's like <laughs> easy to get around and yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just to clarify for Mariana, when you say we, you know, you're talking about Vanessa McGowan. She also lives here now. She's done doing her thing. You guys used to date. So that's kind of like the we. But um, yeah. And then, and then you guys did How Red is the Blood with Tim, right? Which is a fantastic piece. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we did that. That was our first album with him. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. It sounds like it sounds like peak form. It does not sound like a first, you know, album at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when I listen back to it, I've definitely got. I mean, whenever, whenever you listen back to your own recordings, you're always like, "Oh god!" Of course, oh, of god. course. But yeah. um, yeah, it was a for us. We were a couple for many years, and mm-hmm. um, and we decided to separate. And uh, sure. this album was kind of about that. And uh, we decided to keep our friendship alive because we had this great musical connection and a, and a great friendship. But, sure, sure. but mostly, the musical connection was the was the the big thing with us. And uh, we've we worked hard for a couple of years to make it so it wasn't this horrible post-relationship thingy and then recorded that album Amazing. and, uh, and yeah. the album won the tui awards which is like huge down under you know you're very modest but the, the the album was very well received oh well thank you very much yeah so that that won the um the new zealand music award for uh, folk album of the year the tui which is one of our native birds and um and actually our last album just won it as well so we've got two of these things now which is which is pretty cool pretty cool Sai. and yeah. Sai, okay so you make it to america you finally get all the tedious paperwork that whole stuff mm-hmm. you make it here you're a pretty established artist you're extremely talented and you know a lot of people i mean i've been here three months but i, I knew this but now i've seen it like the side hustle thing you come here mm-hmm. and like everybody else you know you have to get a side hustle while you like kind of get your feet on the ground and you start working in a hotel um, what's that, those first six months, like for Cy Wynn Stanley here in Nashville? Oh, well, I mean, it was just getting, getting your feet really the first six months, you know, you've got to get all of your, all of your paperwork and all your things together and, and you're going out as much as you can. So much of being a musician is being social and, um, yeah. You know, trying to trying to expand and create a, a network of, of musicians because it's all really who you know. I'm with you. So I, I mean, look, I'm not a musician, but like you know, like the basement East Open, you gotta go meet people, and it's been hard on my sleep side because there's such good music here every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, weekends doesn't matter. Yeah. And it, like the other day at Third and Lindsley, great artist, it just kicks your butt. So sorry, yeah, true. No, it really does. So yeah, so the, the big part of the the first first well first couple of years at least was just going out and being social and, and trying to do that and um and we had never either of us really worked as vanessa and myself i mean we, we you know we, we're best friends but we lived in separate places and we have separate lives <laughs> but um we'd never really worked as side musicians before like side men side women and um and we had so many great friends that needed musicians to, to play in their band. So we sort of, we kind of got into that and um, yeah, it's just kind of, we've moved up the ladder and now we've got better and better gigs and, um, and it's awesome. Being on the road is, is very, it's very addictive. And that's one of the things that I miss so much about, about COVID is not being able to be on the road and being like, I love, I love my house and I, and I live with my girlfriend and it's wonderful, but um, I really, yeah, I miss enough. the variety of, yeah i'm ready to like go and run in some random place and absolutely yeah yeah and and you know a, a lot to unpack there i mean you've worked with brandy clark with aubrey sellers andrew combs uh rachel bondman pedro bradley so so yeah i mean when you say going up and up like you're one of the most in demand uh players in in the city for sure so that's great yeah yeah 
I'm getting there. Um, you know, I, I kind of think of myself as a, a bit of a jack of all trades. Really, mm-hmm. I'm not like the consummate bluegrass guitarist. Definitely not. Nor am I uh, the consummate rock guitarist. But I can kind of like hack my way through them all a little bit. And and I think being a singer really helps my uh, yeah as a side. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of jack of all trades, and we'll get to the new EP in just a second, Sai. But, you know, you have a pseudonym, Simon Stanley, and you released this really cool children's song, right? Uh, Marley Sitting on a Pumpkin Seed, uh, which actually won another New Zealand award for best children's song. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in, in, in your house there in Nashville, there's a trophy room that you're just not showing. Yeah. <laughs> like an athlete. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah, the Simon Stanley Hall of Fame there. Uh, you know. <laughs> but um, t- tell us a little bit about that experience. That is super cool. And it was a great song. I mean, for children, that's awesome. I wish that was around when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I um, I love children, but uh, I don't know whether I want children myself. And I have this niece who's now eight years old, and she lives in New Zealand, and her name mm. is Marley, Marley. Mm. And um, I just, uh, I wrote the song for it. It just kind of fell out. I didn't really plan on, on writing a kid's song, but I wrote the song, and I was living in a house at the time where my roommate was a, a, a producer, yeah, he, I played him the song and he was like, I love this. Let's record it. So I recorded the song and and I've actually got a new song coming out soon called Floating Down the River, which is nice. uh, they're all all these these kid songs that I've got, which is like, there's only really a few at the moment, but they're all based on experiences that I've had with my niece. Um, and they kind of just like she's the, the main muse in these whole things. And um, I've actually got an illustrated children's book coming out, which I'm which I'm working on for. That's awesome. That's great. And I love the children's music because you don't, you can be very creative and colorful. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of music, children's music that's out there that's all about, you know, bubbles. And it's all very like, it's all very over the top. And children love that. But I don't think that you have to be like that. I think you can strike, what I try to do is strike a bit of a balance. So it's something that adults can enjoy and that kids can enjoy too. Nice. Um more in the tradition there's a, a, an album jerry garcia and um david grisman who were in the band that i was talking about before the olden and the rat olden in the way they've got an album called not for kids only and it's the same principle where it's like kids folky songs but it's not all like bubbles and uh yeah candy floss well mission accomplished there side because uh, i think we'll, both both parties will enjoy it for sure yeah so, so let, let's talk about the uh, the dumplings ep because it's it's your I, I believe it's your first ep solo right yeah amazing it's so good i mean it's 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 not many songs but it's there's this confidence in your songwriting there side that from the first song you know from it just gets you it like it's you're obviously like it's almost like cheating that this is like your first EP because it's like you're such a it's like you're you're you were ready for this. It hits you really good. It's a great piece. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's just the three songs. Yeah. And, um, what can I say about it? Really? When did you when did you record it? Like when did you start it? Is this a oh, pandemic project? The, this, I mean, the songs I've had for the, the two of the songs that I've had for a couple of years, and yeah. uh, one of the songs is um, is about the. Uh, it's called the she had the dumplings uh covid blues so it's obviously a covid song it's one of one of the few songs that i've written in this time well actually i've written a few songs but anyway recorded it uh about four months ago and um just did it in a couple of days with a bunch of great musicians who i know and it's um 
the songwriting style is very much in the style of Tattletale Saints. I mean, I guess my songwriting style is my songwriting style. The production is a little more, a little, maybe not heavier, but I think the drums, it's a little more groove based and the drums yes. are very prominent. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just kind of working on rolling that out right now, working on a music video for that and um, trying to get it, trying to do something with it. This is the hard part. The easy part is writing the songs and recording them. The hard part is getting them out and getting them promoted and that kind of stuff. So Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think Nashville does. Everyone's hungry for good songwriting right now. So it's a good uh, it's a good time to release it. Uh, what are your touring plans, Sai? I know you, you mentioned you miss it. And it seems like we're getting out of the weeds with this thing finally. Mm -hmm. um, are you starting to schedule stuff for the fall or like where's your head at with that? Starting to schedule stuff for the fall. Yep. Um, I have yet to book anything under, under my own name. It's mostly I'm um, doing side player stuff. I'm playing mm -hmm. Brandy Clark. You know, we've got a few big gigs with that. Austin City Limits is one of them. And um, nice. Some super cool gigs for that. So that's cool. Um, with my own stuff, yeah, just just gradually getting there and, and trying to book stuff. But I think the, the summertime and through the fall, um, it should start to happen. I do have a few gigs in summer that are that are coming up. Um, cool. Some of them may not happen. You know, it's a, it's a weird time for confirming gigs right now because yeah. people are starting to get vaccines and uh, gigs are booked, but, you know, cases are going all around the last mile like in your long distance running you know we're at mile 25 of the 26.2 or something like that you gotta it's, finish it it's the hardest bit yeah <laughs> so but i'm feeling optimistic about it i i think uh well as long as keep people keep doing their bit then i think it'll be okay I hope. amazing amazing Sai. well listen thank you so much for your time you've been awesome conversationalist and uh you know you're a friend of the show is it true that you may play a little ditty for us Sure, yeah. Okay. The rumor. Uh, that the rumor is true. Could, could I give you any guitar, Sai, and you would make it sound good? Or, or, or are you very particular about like the type and quality of your instrument? <laughs> no, I mean, um, you know, you, you really get used to the feel of, of, of the guitar and it's only li it's little things that you get used to. Um, the, the, the action, the distance from the strings of the fingerboard and, you know, uh, you can, I guess you can make any guitar sound good, but to make it sound your own, it takes a, it takes a special instrument and, and guitarists are always questing for the, the next special instrument. So, yeah. Cool. So what are you going to play for us, Sai? Oh, well, I'll play the, um, the dumpling song. The Perfect. The COVID blues. COVID blues. Ooh, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me put this on here yeah so yeah so this is about the beginnings of the COVID time and it's kind of about all those things that we that we wished that we uh that we could do and um couldn't do in the very beginning well i can't really do now anyway but yeah this is the COVID blues she had the dumplings i had the she had the chow mein and a pork chop too. She had the green beans. Man, we got through. It felt so good eating out the way we used to do. But that was just a dream, my friend. That was just a dream. Because there ain't no chance in eating out. You got to stay. Cause you're stuck at home with the COVID blues And it's Friday night again Oh darling, there ain't 
I wore my white jumpsuit We took the subway down to the avenue We did the Dougie And we danced the soles off of our shoes Y'all felt so good Stepping out the way we used to do But that was just a dream, my friend That was just a dream Cause there ain't no chance in stepping out And you've got to stay Cause you stuck it home with the COVID blues And it's Friday night again Oh darling, there ain't much to do song thank you that's a hit song because it just not only the elements the musicality the voice the songwriting but you captured what we all felt <laughs> you made it playful but we all lived it so congratulations I. that's a heck of a song thank you very much you just got to get her out now and she'll be out soon though but thank you wonderful style well listen thank you so much for your time it's been a real pleasure it's uh good things definitely come when you wait and uh it was a treat to have you on the show. Yeah, great to chat, man. Thank you so Absolutely, much. Absolutely, Sai. Have a great day. All right, Thank you so much. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.